0: We're well, just you know recording what? at all times Wait, let's go
1: Welcome to another episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill. This is an after-hours episode. we got the tiki torches lit, ooh, ooh. the sun oh. is going down, the mojitos are, are, are cold gone. and no. sweet. <laughs> it's good times here at the Bar and Grill. Um, today we're going to be talking about kindergarten. Oh, this is like, oh, that just sucks. <laughs> really? Oh, real, oh, I thought this was going to be a fun one. Um depends on where you're going with it. Okay, where I'm going oh, what it is... I in the kinder chat, people. Where I'm going is kindergarten is now what used to be first or second grade. We are pushing, the. we are cramming the curriculum down. We're expecting our five-year-olds to be seven-year-olds, and it is developmentally inappropriate and morally wrong. Um, our ethics... As professionals should have us up in arms and fighting against it, but that's not happening. We are we are we are doing this to children so they can score better on tests when they're in third or fourth grade or whatever that no no child left behind bullshit is. And and something something needs to be done done about it because we can we can talk about developmentally appropriate practices as much as we want, but if all we're doing is trying to push three year olds to be ready for tests or to be ready for to meet standards in yeah. third grade, we we are failing children. And- It is. It is. It is just wrong. Period.
2: Well, I have said. Was
1: that too harsh? Is that no?
2: No? No? no, no. Not at all. Foible, I believe, is spinning in his grave. I don't know where he's buried. I don't even know if he's a person or if he was burned. I don't know. But I think if he, looking from wherever he is right now on what we are calling kindergarten, he's going, dude.
1: (laughs) That's not what I
2: had in mind.
0: Children but, in a garden does not yeah, look like but it. But I have <laughs> to share
2: something because this is what I do. Good. My last 16 weeks of grad school are rapidly approaching. And I'm on my, my summer break. 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 Have, you been, have you been run, like,
1: running around to the beach? You went, woo! Yeah,
2: I wish. But yeah. no. No, you
1: came to <laughs> Iowa. Yeah, I came
2: to Iowa. But I have the spring break hat on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I have been reading a lot about Caroline Pratt. Who, Caroline Pratt... Developed the. Bl- you're all looking at something. What are you looking Tasha's at? Lighting oh, Tasha's right lighting.
1: Tasha's tiki torches on the other side of the pond. Oh well,
2: she's sober, so leave her yeah. alone. Um, she's fine. The the, the lifeguard went home. That's, yeah, you might fall in face down, butt up in a koi yeah, tank. I'd, the,
1: I'd the save her. The koi will flip. Her I'd over. save her. You would. Okay, so Caroline, who?
2: Caroline Pratt, who is credited with developing blocks. And she was also credited with um, developing and encouraging
1: and being like blocks
0: active. as in blocks, blocks. you play as with in somebody. Blocks. There was one person who had that idea first. Not uh, okay. there were about
1: girl, three people. Can yes. I can I get some ice? Yes, thanks. Oh oh I, I had to call. Oh, hey, but after you leave the childcare bar and girl, tip your tip your waitress. Tip your waitress t- well. Tip t- t- your server well. Yeah, she'll
2: be here all week. The yes. Actually, there are three people who are very influential with having... The, the unit blocks you probably have okay, were okay. based on certain models. Anyway, okay. so that's part of my thesis. I'm talking about Montessori versus Freud. No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, in in regard to blocks. The point being is that there was a time... Thanks, baby. Let's all watch her. I don't compete with the ice girl.
1: <laughs> she's wearing my, my my. When we podcast, my wife wears a little Hooters outfit. If you haven't, been you are lying. The, oh. the
2: camera is rolling right now. We know you're lying. <laughs> I know, but it's up at, up in up in but, my, but do your do your like thing again. The the, the like, drill yeah, team. <laughs> the drill team. Thing. Look at
0: that. Look at that. <laughs> Look
1: at that. Yeah. She still has
0: it down. She still has
2: it.
1: Yeah, she's <laughs> been she's been shaking what her mama gave her for me for like 27 years, and that's still awesome. Okay, so back to blocks. Back to blocks.
2: Wait, I'm waiting until she goes then. Because she's uh, a distraction. She's, a, she's such distracting. a distraction. <laughs> no. All right, blocks. No, it's not even blocks. The point is, is that uh-huh. Carolyn Pratt was one of the people that were on the... Uh, there, there was actually, believe it or not, take a breath, because it's hard for you to wrap your brain around it. There was a time when kindergarten was the same as what we're calling pre-K is now, mm-hmm. meaning that it was new, nobody had ever done it, we're not quite sure what its function is, and pre-K right now as a new grade. And I'm not talking about child care in a sense of like a full day all day. I'm talking about like pre-K being a grade and enveloped in a K school system setting. Point being is, is that we are right now – I can listen to you and go back and read the works because I am right now for my school, and and Caroline Pratt and her. Why are you all looking? You're, nobody's listening to me.
1: Oh, no, no we're talking. listening. Well, hey, we talked that in a previous remember episode. Could, of, I could be bouncing. Remember right that. Right now, remember I'm that kid who you. could play with the blocks and listen to the story at the same time. <laughs>
2: We're watching. Tasha. Oh, I'm Lisa
1: Murphy. You got to look at me all the time. No,
2: I just, but no, but I'm watching you do this. And oh, as now a rule, she's gonna
0: ruminate. She's gonna no, ruminate. No, I'm
2: not. I just, I don't compete with that. So, no, you know, like if something over there is going on, I'm gonna shut my mouth and let oh, that no, have no, a no, beginning, and a middle, and an end. I, I'm gonna be num- mesmerized like fi- by the We lights. like fire
1: just as much as you do.
2: Oh yeah, shut up. Anywho, there was a time when kindergarten was like what? It was like pre-K. Uh huh. So this a new thing. It was new, and people were wondering, "What are you going to do with it?" And what, what, you know. Anyway, the point. I, I've, I've, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so done. I've lost. Oh no, we killed it. You killed it. We
1: killed it because there was fire.
2: Oh, I like and, fire.
1: And so, and so we we have. I mean, the whole age compression thing. But uh, but
2: they argued, I guess, and maybe that's where I was going, is that the same arguments that we are bringing to the table now, they brought to, to the, the table, table 100 garden. years ago, which was, you know, stop pushing things down uh-huh. and they're children and they need to be allowed to be playful. And then what they created and what we now, what we originally thought of as kindergarten, a child's garden, uh-huh. we it worked because they trusted the people who were the advocates for it. So, the problem I see now the disconnect I see now is that the people who are potentially advocates for pre k we don't we're we don't trust them they're not trusted not we, not the people sitting here, not the people listening, but as a as an entity that they're they're not seen as people who actually can speak eloquently as to what why pre-k might be if you want to make pre-k a grade fine but but give me something other than no not up not be-
1: fine no but
2: stop let me finish okay. okay if your only rationale is get them into this because i've said this before and it's on my website is that pre-k i believe has been hijacked as the new entry point into a dysfunctional broken educational system
1: uh, absolutely should okay. i say
2: that again yes yeah. yeah, say, say it say slowly it <laughs> that that pre-k is is has been hijacked as the new entry point to a broken and dysfunctional. You know what? You know what? Don't is, do that. I'm not going to be able to focus when Don't you're do that. burning plastic.
1: That's, that's, I didn't. I didn't. I just wanted to just, melt it a little uh, bit. That's. But chemical. that makes me think that's, like
0: that. That was more important. You're trying to kill us. Oh, uh, I'm listening totally. I just I have been <laughs> doodling. Have you seen my doodles? I got to do.
1: Okay, so but
2: I really do believe that on some sense, pre-K is. I'll say it again. Has been hijacked as the new entry point for a dysfunctional system. So. All the bantering and debates about pre-K, to me, in my world, it's it's a non-issue because we're still arguing about a, a broken system, and we talked yeah. about that in, a, in another Absolutely. episode. So to me, it's like, I, I get that you want to have a debate about this, but it's kind of in my brain... A non-issue because we're arguing over something that's not really the real issue.
1: We're yeah, exactly. we're trying to put some and and that whole broken system and the other reason that system is broke and the other reason pre-K I think has become such a big thing for a lot of school districts is there's money involved. Of course there is and and follow again the we, money. As, as we've talked about in another episode just the whole follow the money thing and so it's not about oh we want to do right by kids and oh that's so important no, for the kids. No, I'm going to get about, some more money. It's about I, I get more money from my school district and we get to hire more staff and I have more power. But the problem and is it's bullshit. There's
0: not Enough money for the school that's already there, and then they're oh, there's more,
1: more to than it. enough money. If it's you look at it's not spent
0: in the right way. You no, know, if you, you look get at class sizes that are huge because we can't afford to hire more teachers or oh, build bigger can. schools to make there's always just money not using it. In there's the right always place. money for that which yeah. we
1: deem important. And, and the thing is, if you look at the right. department, if you look at the Department of Education, their their spending since they were created in nineteen 19- created 1979 and and became I mean legislated 1979 became came into existence in 1980. Their budget has skyrocketed and most of that spending has been on administrative stuff. Not on classroom direct care teachers, but on people doing administrative stuff in paper. Washington and or pushing paper, filing <laughs> paperwork and that kind of stuff. We we spend in the United States, we spend more money per child on education than any place in the world. And what we have got for it is is a flatlined educational system. And any way you measure it, whether you're measuring graduation rates or literacy rates or test scores, it's flatlined. No been no changes uh, in the last twenty or thirty years. So and it's again,
0: because we I ask only the question what do our listeners then? how do they? do we just sit around and do this and complain about it? how do you get it changed
1: they advocate they speak up they do the scary thing by saying show me in writing where i have to do this they they contact their their the people in their Electric government who are officials. in charge they 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 question they rock the boat they go for a little bit about what lisa has been talking about and what i totally advocate for is a little bit of anarchy in the early learning profession because there is a it's a broken system and until you until you rock the boat enough that we we capsize you have
2: to create so a new system. So don't roll over system. and take
0: it. You have Shake to create it. a new system. Yeah.
2: If it and, and we said this, you know, three hours ago in, in a podcast that we recorded, is as long as we continue to define academic success by A, a score, we, we've missed the mark.
1: Which if you read Elfie Cohen and if you haven't you need to. That's not the the point. The best, the best these tests can do is measure where a child is at that exact moment, and it has no bearing on who they're going to be. Well, and fifteen minutes. And
2: actually, the only thing, to my knowledge, that it measures is whether or not the mother has actually graduated from
1: college. And and there you go.
2: I can tell you the tax bracket and whether or not the mother is educated. That's it. It,
1: And so, if and and so this is, I don't know if this is a kindergarten thing, but so if we want to improve early learning. If we want to make life better for children, we need to create an environment where, where young women can be successful –
2: Young women, what?
1: Well, you said mother tax bracket, college Supposedly graduation. Supposedly, that
2: is what yeah. I have heard, and I've read
1: that, and I've read, I've read similar that I've read that too. So, so we, and, instead of fretting about about dumping money into into preschool, we need to we we need to create a, a well, robust somebody, economy.
2: Somebody last what? Yeah. <laughs> somebody last summer, my, my
1: microphone went limp. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Somebody last <laughs> summer said that <laughs> that early childhood don't education go there. Don't go there. As a rule, okay, we forget that early childhood education means birth to
0: what? third grade. Pop,
2: isn't it? pop quiz, third grade. Yeah. So, birth to eight. So, last summer, I heard a speaker say that early childhood education actually needs to be redefined as in utero. Because if you really think about it, the woman who is carrying that baby is influencing where that baby is starts its life, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And it wasn't Sean Coff, It was somebody else. Maybe it was Sean Coff. Anyway, he said if a baby comes into the world with five or more of X amount, and on his PowerPoint he listed the risk factors, but if the baby comes into the world with five or more of these, I can tell you right now based on our studies that this will be what his life or her life looks like by third grade. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we have the data that tells us what we need to be doing a, a little bit better, and I, I realize this is off the the kinder kindergarten.
1: Yeah, but um, we topic. Go, we, but, we go where but, we go. But, yeah. but
2: kindergarten is part of early childhood education. So if, if, if as a rule, we're defining our demographic or our age group or our profession by from this to this, it includes that. And I think we forget that. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we don't want them there. It's because we forget because we're so focused on the twos or the threes or the fours. But w- this early childhood is up until third grade. And I
0: think we, they've already sent those kids away as being much old. You know, We're just pushing them along and that is not even so if we're, if we're
2: saying that childhood. DAP and developmentally appropriate practice is what we should be leading with from birth until age 8 grade until, three. until the yeah. end
1: of grade 3
2: Exactly then holy wow. crap
0: we got yeah. we've really <laughs> we have a lot bad. of work to do yeah. Exactly
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean you start yeah it's 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 a huge mess and I I mean I know kindergarten teachers I know one kindergarten teacher I'm I spent a lot of time with we were we were drinking beer and listening to a band a couple of weeks ago um she she's told me that you know 10-15 years ago the stuff that they were doing um the beginning of kindergarten now is the stuff they that that long ago 10-15 years ago they used to do at the end they were doing at the end, the end of yeah. first grade but because- we also
2: have to be we have to, ha- to be your phrase of of being an advocate Mm -hmm. if in your state first and foremost take a breath as parents potentially if you're listening one you need to actually take the step and figure out if kindergarten is actually mandatory in your state Mm -hmm. and if it is mandatory then fine you either need to go or you need to homeschool that's your choice you also need to realize that the kindergarten standards, and now as we transition into core content, it, it's by the end of. And I think that is, those are some words that not everybody really embraces. Is By the end of kindergarten, and, and we forget that developmentally from June, or excuse me, from September until June, it, that's like eons. That's a lifetime. In oh, developmental... A lot of time. In the developmental trajectory, that is that is
1: huge. Well, it's literally like 20% of their life. So I mean, if,
2: it, if if your kid shows up at kindergarten, here's the other thing. Okay, take a breath because this is my favorite thing to say and I hope my Kinder Chat people are listening. <laughs> Hi, Kinderchat Chat people. Oh, my God. The only legal, 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 it's birth date. That's it. If you're... If you are of the legal age to be here, that's it. That's all you need mm-hmm. to send your kids there with. Now now I get and I, I hear the breath from the microphone. Mm-hmm. I get that there's standards I get that there's the shouldas and the couldas and the wouldas and the couldas. but the, the reality is is that if we push it to the lowest denominator that mm-hmm. kindergarten The readiness reality the is, is is that kindergarten be. readiness is that you are five. On or before this date. Uh Uh-huh. So we need to see the FD. Yeah. That's not saying that we neglect any part of their development. That's not saying that we do not encourage the growth where we see that it's time for them to move ahead. I'm just saying that we need to remember that at the end of the day, if you are five on or before September 1, December 1, whatever it is in your state— you can show up here and for all i for all that legally matters you could have been under a rock until that point point. and the school needs to be ready to receive you
1: absolutely and that's and that's why i wanted to go
2: remembers that
1: yeah it's not about the kids being ready for school it's It's about about the the school the school's forgotten to meet the kids where
0: they are they expect the kids to meet where the school is at
1: and and so in our program i mean we've been 25 years we've been doing doing direct care and and all the programs i've run center-based and family our goal is not i don't give a flying fuck (laughs) oh come on i wanted to say it you uh i don't give a flying Oh, calm the fuck
2: down. I, don't, oh!
1: I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oops. I i
1: don't I don't give a flying fuck about the first day of kindergarten. Nope. It it does not matter. It does they not have read. It does not. Ahead of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what's important to me for the kids that have been involved in programs I've worked in is is what kind of adult they're going to turn into. And my job is helping them have experiences and and make choices that are going to prepare them for that for thirty life, and forty and sixty and seventy and eighty years from now. Right. That that Life's one that first day of skills. school. That's it's a day on the calendar, and it doesn't matter. But way too often caregivers are are led into this this BS belief that, the their, that their job is getting kids ready for kindergarten. And it is not. The schools need to take responsibility and be ready for the damn kids.
2: And so do the adults who are involved in the lives of these children, whether they're parents or grandparents, is that you You need to know what is being expected. You need to know what's what, at the end of the day, kindergartners need to know by June of going into transition to, to first grade. But we also need to remember that that whole push of kindergarten readiness, I being prepared for life not i'm to not i'm not getting them ready for being 5 uh-huh. i'm getting them ready for being a part of a of and a community of of people and that requires a hell of a lot more than absolutely. knowing how to tie your shoes because the reality is is a that if you like. don't know how to tie your shoes I probably, if your social skills are, are on top of it, you'll be able to find somebody in your world who can teach you that. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. for what or it's you worth, how to... you can pay them. I mean, really, if yeah. we're celebrating if we what you good are enough, good at. So, yeah. And then if we celebrate what you're good at uh-huh. and not really, you know, okay, so that's not your real strength, but you know what? Okay. You know, you kind of need to know how to balance a checkbook. You kind of need to know how to spell. Okay. But you know what? Clearly, you're showing a a talent in this arena over here. So if that means that by exploring this and, and developing this and cultivating and celebrating this, so maybe this girl over here has a talent here and, but that's not your talent, but we're going to like link you up and now she's going to, now we're scaffolding. Yeah. That's, that's community. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And it's it's and it's just... not
2: turning a blind eye. It's not saying oh, it's no. okay for you to... N- I mean, we used to joke when we started exploring uh, the multiple intelligence theory, Tom Murphy's like, oh, shit. Now Lisa Murphy's going to think that she doesn't have to know how to balance a checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know how to balance a checkbook, but I also... I just don't want to. I, I, I don't choose want not to, to. Yeah. but I also, uh, disclosure, I have um, numeral dyslexia so I'll invert numbers and mix them up so I it's 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 not that he doesn't want me to touch this checkbook it's that it could really like jack us up (laughs) because like (laughs) I'll flip numbers and And he'll think and and not and because the math is right yeah Yeah. but the number I put in based on what I saw versus how I flipped it Uh is wrong and so I'm. That is why I'm not allowed to touch the checkbook. But because I'm good at what I am good at, uh-huh. I can have people in my life that are good that take
1: care of that stuff. What
2: I'm not, yeah. that good at. I don't have to be the boss yeah. of everything.
1: And so I, I said that we we don't care about that first day of school, and, and we don't. But the thing is, but we do, but we don't. Yeah. The, the thing is, in all in all that time, we what we focus on is is relate. We focus on right here, right now. Um, as, as the immediate thing and, and the long-term thing is who they're going to be 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 years from now. And the thing is, they all go off to school ready for school. They do. More than ready school, for school. I've got two little ones, Emma and Emma and Lily, are going to head off to school this year and I, I worry because they are going to be bored in kindergarten. and Well, they, that's my been there, done that phone yeah, call from yeah. my playbook. Yeah. They are both both feisty and energetic and I can't wait till I get the call from their mom that says, Jeff, they're... they're they're ready for second yeah, grade. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. What'd yeah. you do? And 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 so I I, I struggle with that, but it's yeah. it's uh it's all again back to stuff we talked about. It's about in those early years, it's about the relationships. And like you said, those early years are up until the end of third grade. Which not the start of for, third grade, they forget to tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah. And and so we we nobody this, nobody is this required to push. show
2: up at kindergarten knowing how to do. Quite honestly, legally. Anything. Anything, yeah if yeah. your birth date is right, you are you're in you're in, yeah, so you 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 need to take that as the grain of salt
1: and and as we've said before, no child left behind has done nothing. But leave well, children behind. Leaving everybody behind And the whole the whole idea of race to the top, um just No Child both. Left
2: Untested, I believe, yeah. is a book that was Yeah, when,
1: Yeah, and, and the whole race to the top thing is is, is bullshit because Well not everybody we're, we're needs turning, to be at the top. Not well, everybody's we're turning, gonna be
2: we're doing doctors.
1: we're doing, we're doing exactly everybody's... the opposite of what we need to do. We're turning childhood into a race, which it which it is not.
2: No it's never been. And so it, and our profession needs to embrace the sound bites, but realize that it's more than just wearing a t shirt and putting a bumper sticker on your car you have to you have to find the one spoke that fires you up that calls you to be more active in the advocacy Mm -hmm. component i think for the last year we've i've been talking about that you have to find the one thing that you're willing to potentially put your neck out on Mm -hmm. the line for what are you willing to die defending and that stop and actually let that sink in that was actually an interview question for me when i interviewed teachers What would you die defending?
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And it crickets, crickets, crickets. Well, yeah. It's it's something to think about. And Mm -hmm. you're like, wow. What would I die defending? And what do you believe in? Because I will honor that.
1: Yeah, and we 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 need to put our as as professionals as advocates. We need to put our, put neck our on money the line where sometimes. we need to and, put our money where and, our and, mouth and, is. And 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 like you've you said in other episodes, is we need to we need to go a little bit beyond in that advocacy. We our need to go a little zone. bit beyond out out our that, comfort yep. zone. Get
0: uncomfortable. And if your
1: comfort zone is is calling calling the local school superintendent, the, well, the next, the next step is calling his boss mm-hmm. or her boss, and 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 do that. And it, it because that's the only way any change is made. And and i think i think things like this podcast things there's there's all kinds of of social media that allow caregivers or learning professionals to get more connected but what we're missing is the fact that that it's it's easy to like a post on facebook it it takes some effort to dial Call a phone number
2: your elected officials and
1: so and so we need to take we need to take that that next step and start advocating for these kind of things because we I, th- I think as a professional we can agree that that we are we are we're we're screwing with kids with this pressure we're putting them under. And it has it has implications that last throughout their whole lives, uh, uh in in the long term and on their immediate families in the short term because a lot of these kids that are going into these high stakes, high testing prison like high stakes system, are for tomatoes. oh, uh, there you go.
2: Alfie Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> I love him I like that. I, I, if he Thank ever you. watches this, he's going to be like, "Who's that scary chick with the no hat
1: kidding? on? <laughs> and why does she like me so much?" Is that the girl that's been much? emailing me? Is she stalking yeah. me? <laughs> A little bit. Um, stalking, we, get we, it? Stalking we, <laughs> tomato. Uh, we we need to we need to we need to do that because it's it's just you know in your gut it is wrong and and it's it's one thing if you ever
2: year. go home at night and are crying because of what is happening at your workplace that is with all the love in my heart an indicator that something needs to change and I if you're have a dear friend who's if, a kindergarten teacher hold on one second if you're not sure how to make that first step i'm going to jump i'm going to jump here cuz jeff usually does this at the end message us email us call us we are very accessible let us know what you're needing and for reals because we are here to assist you in your advocacy efforts. So if right now you're feeling that pull of like I'm ready to take that next step and you're just really not sure of what that next step for you might be, I can at least speak for myself. I mean, I give everybody my 800 number, you have my email, you have all of our Facebook pages. You you know how to find us. If you're ready but you're not quite sure what it is, that could be your first step Absolutely. and you are not
0: the only one Is saying, feeling that way wow
2: i'm ready i'm ready to make that leap not sure where to go these are three people that i trust these are three people that I feel a connection with I'm going to reach out to them and maybe they can and, and here's the, another reality check we might not know who you need to go to but we might know who you need to go to to get to who, who you where need to you need to. to go we are connectors and that's the language that I know from business language we're connectors we can tell you where you need to go to take that next step but you ultimately have to be the one that takes it I'm not going to take it for you I'm not going to do- when you call me and email us and say I want to do this and will you go call my elected official with I- I'm not going to but I will tell you who you need to call
0: and this isn't affecting just young children this affects them oh, all everybody. the way through our high school I'm so excited is totally changing format this year and at the parent meeting our principal was the The um, dropout rate of students leaving our high school and going to college is unacceptable. I can't remember the exact number of it, but it was it it made my jaw drop. Um, and he said it's happening because we are sending kids out into the real world completely unprepared. They don't know how to solve problems because we don't have time to to give them for them to solve the problems. We'd rather just tell them the answer. We don't have time for them to fail because we, we can't fail because that reflects badly on us. We tell them what they need to learn, how they need to learn it, when they need to learn it, all these things. And it, it goes all the way back to early childhood when you should just be playing and making all those already learning how to make choices for yourself and being empowered. And that's getting removed from kids more and more every day. And it, it, it's a long-term negative effect. We, we
2: found that if we educated the parents... And we have found this to be true. Mm-hmm. And Bev Boss told me this 100,000 years ago, like everything else that she has taught me, which is if you have created a positive, developmentally appropriate environment, once that's done, 99% of your job is parent education. And I took that to heart one particular year, and I empowered the parents. And what ended up happening, long story short, is that the adults – the parents started demanding good teaching from the kinders and the ones and the twos and the threes because they saw what good practice looked like. So they weren't really comfortable settling for anything else. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, the parents were the ones demanding DAP. And I'm have- like,
1: wow. There
0: we
2: like, go. Th- which, at the end of the day, that's what we want. That's what we, is want. we want. We want the parents to be like, you know what? I... I'm not really thinking that this is in the highest and best interest for the children. Or my child and my tax dollars, right, if you want to come to that yeah. point, is, is is paying for this. So let's have a meeting and talk about this. And we found that the parents that were willing to do, oh, my God. The, I, I had to do nothing.
0: And it's so easy I did, right now to make some noise. Put when a, they were
2: two, I did something. Uh-huh. I taught the parents that this is what... DAP looks like, and they brought that with them. Now it's not my problem. Now the yeah. parent is the one demanding.
1: And the thing is, there aren't enough people working in this profession to 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 make much of it. But when you get parents involved, that's a lot more noise, a lot more power, uh, a lot more opportunity to make. Did you just inhale a bug?
2: No, I. Oh, every now and again, because sorry, you the don't head- care, but I'm going to tell you. My, I care. I'm. Well, I'm so often on planes uh-huh. that that about twice a day. All of a sudden, my ear pressure jacks up, uh. and, and I have to blow my ears out. So. Oh, crazy! Um, so having those it? having should
1: those parents as advocates is a very powerful thing. If we what want else to bring is change, there? absolutely. Lisa,
2: will you come and talk to the politi- elected officials? I would love to, but the reality is, is that somebody mm. in your district put them there. Yeah, and they, <laughs> yeah. they so don't. Maybe I should be talking. To those people. Uh-huh. Right. And and even better, you need to be speaking with them before you enroll them in your program. So I'll go put a suit on and talk to them. But the at some point you need to realize that me talking to a governor in a state that I don't live in.
1: Yeah. That's, it's not going to have as much uh, impact as the voters talking. You live here. You yeah. voted
0: for somebody. Put yeah. him in office. Yeah. <laughs> and educating parents is as simple as... Having conversations at pick-up time, drop-up time, encouraging them to stick around and just stand with you. Watch it. Build those relationships. Um, document through photos and video and 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 put dialogue with that, showing what's going on, how your child is learning, and why this is the best way for them to learn, the most age-appropriate way. Um, just little by little conversations and, and it, have it kindergarten matters. teachers those moments matter.
2: Have kindergarten teachers that you funnel that your that that Danita's program funnels into. And I think I actually emailed you this privately one mm-hmm. time. The kindergarten teachers that you personally, whoever is listening, those K teachers need to be coming in, speaking with your parents and reaffirming them that what you are doing doing is considered readiness for their program. So we need... Okay, take a breath because this is big too. Early childhood people need to stop seeing K-123 as a disconnect from what they're doing. You yeah. need to work together. We, I mean, we've, we say... If, if ECE is technically birth to eight, y'all need to make friends with your local K-123 people. And I don't know what that means in your own worlds, whoever is listening, but you do you do. And if you can have your local K teachers that you are funneling into come and speak with your parents, you're going to you're going to ease, you're going to get rid of so many issues.
1: Yeah. And so we're coming up on 33 minutes on this episode and a couple things to take away. We need to see the FD we need to remember that the Not first...
2: Not C, S-E-E, but C. C, the letter C. C, the F, Calm D. The the F, F down.
1: down. <laughs> we need to remember that, that the first day of kindergarten isn't the end of early childhood. Early Thank childhood you. lasts or through the lost. end of third grade. The first day of kindergarten isn't... The, the the point of early childhood isn't the first day of kindergarten. It's it's preparing... The the, the purpose of early childhood is to learn, preparing them for the rest of their lives and setting a solid foundation and that and that if you need somebody to to give you a little bit of support as you want to advocate more for a child-led uh developmentally appropriate early childhood that you need to uh, get a hold of us on the child care bar and grill facebook page and and we'll connect you and 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 you know what educate the parents do all that stuff and then but you know if you're enjoying the show share it with a friend like it on facebook and and leave us a comment I because that your parents and that, that helps the show. And I know we've got caregivers out there, we've got parents out there that are that are listening to the show saying. and we appreciate your time whoop, whoop. and uh, and thank you. We'll Muy talk just to you again. I got to go drink some mojito. mojito. Bye-bye. Mojito. But an exploration's early learning upstairs studio production oh